Hi, welcome to What's Your Deal? I'm your host, Ariana Lenarski. This is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests to find out where they've been and where they're going. And today with me, we have Lauren Morelli, the showrunner for Tales of the City, a wonderful writer. She's wearing an exquisite onesie. Exquisite. It's a, like, I guess, you, no, it's darker than lemon. It's like a really ripe lemon mm-hmm. color with beautiful mm-hmm. white flowers. Like, a, would you call this marigold? I would call it marigold, yes. Great. I would call it marigold, and there's like a dark blue, dark, dark blue element to it as well. Mm-hmm. It's really summery. Yeah. It's perfect for July the 2nd, which is today. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. July the 2nd. Everything's flying by. Yes, indeed. And... Lauren, would you consider yourself an amateur tarot reader? Is that yes. where you are? Okay. Like a, I don't know even know, like a, it's it's a, ho- well, I was going to say it's a hobby, but it doesn't feel mm. like a hobby to me. It feels like a spiritual practice. That's what I was going to ask if that's, okay. So where do you feel like you're at in your spiritual practice? You're like, tell well, me this, tell me your tale. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just saying this to you before we started. I, it, it's a very solitary practice for me. And in some ways that feels good because I think I still feel a lot of insecurity about like, well, I'm not a real tarot reader because I I would never in a million years read for other people. Mm -hmm. But I think because it's so solitary, it feels a little stagnant. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's just me and like maybe the internet if I feel like Googling something. Um, And I don't know yet, like I really understand, well, I feel like I understand each individual card for myself, but I'm not great at like understanding how the cards come together to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I, I've been, I'm, guys, I'm the number one fan of this podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I keep telling Ariana, like I just, I love <laughs> listening to you read. It's really fascinating and really beautiful. And Thank you. Um, I feel like your reading is much more expansive than my understanding of the cards. Like I'm a little like, uh, this card means A and B and C, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, end, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotten a little didactic. So I, that's where I am. I hope you know compliment to me is not going to make your reading, like, easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to, like, slam There's, you if you need to be slammed. Yeah, no, no, you can slam me. Okay, I'm here. Right. I'm here to be slammed. Okay. <laughs> How long have you been, like, reading for yourself or dabbling or... It's been about... Spiritualizing. Three years now? Okay. Wow, so a little a little while. It's been a while, mm-hmm. yeah. I it was very funny. I so I lost my dad like mm, almost four years ago, mm-hmm. and he had this car that he loved. He had this ridiculous like forest green Porsche that we had called his like midlife crisis car. Hmm. And after he died, I was I just really didn't understand grief before he died I was just completely bereft as one is and um, my ex-husband and I decided to who was my ex-husband at the time decided (laughs) to drive my father's Porsche cross country (laughs) from Pittsburgh to Los Angeles and and I think that happened because I was like yes I should probably keep this car right um, I think that I don't want it right now, but maybe me in 20 years would be mad that I had gotten rid of it. And I was like, but how do I get it here? And then Steve was like, well, we'll drive it cross country. And on that trip, we stopped in Sedona. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I don't have to tell the rest podcast. of the story, no, right? No, we had a whole Sedona oh, really? episode, yeah. Oh, wait, so I missed that one. It's, well, it's, I'm sure, t- you tell, what was your, so we how went did, to see the psychic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we just walked into a place mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because I'm much more open and willing to like be there for something like that. Like I'm much more like, yes, like tell me what the universe and the spirits are saying. And I would say generally that Steve is much more um, uh, reticent around those things. Mm-hmm. And I ended up hating the guy. Interesting. <laughs> and Steve really liked oh, him. Oh no. <laughs> um, but one of the things that happened in that reading was he was using a deck. Uh-huh. And he was just kind of pulling cards as he was talking to us. It was it seemed very like chaotic to me. Um, and in the middle of him reading for me, he was like, are you creatively blocked right now? And I was like, yes. And he was like, you should just get a deck. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And it's really interesting because in retrospect, I think if I had come into it any other way, I think if someone had done the whole thing of like, someone else needs to get you mm-hmm, you your deck, mm-hmm, and I would have remained outside of it because I grew up very Catholic and very like, mm-hmm. this is the occult. You don't, This is not energy you want to expose yourself to. Um, and But he was like, yeah, just like get a deck. And I was like, but then what do I do with the deck? And he was like, just let it lead you. And it was so frank and um, easy, and I, I bought a deck off Amazon <laughs> a rider weight was it a rider weight yeah deck? Uh-huh. and that's and then I just sort of started I started with a card a day uh-huh. and now I do like maybe three cards in the morning wow. and my like luxury is on a weekend maybe I'll do like a bigger spread, spread. wow yeah um I imagine I mean this happened a lot when I started to read that you get you get into it because it's sort of incredible how pulling a card a day will then suddenly ripple through the day right and yes. you're like how in the world is this possible yes, <laughs> yes. and so. then it becomes sort of addictive this can be yeah right like, yeah for me at least because i'm like mm-hmm. oh oh this is amazing and this yeah. is really i mean except when it goes bad but yeah um yeah i think uh, i remember somebody asking me once um how do you not like just read all the time and mm-hmm. i was like that's when I do, like I am a t- yeah. <laughs> like that's my job. That's actually my job. So yes, I made it so I can read all the time. Um, it's funny because I've had, <clears throat> I've wondered about addictive stuff in mm-hmm. that. It's when you said that word, I was immediately like, I, I think sometimes it can be maligned in that way. I actually worry sometimes when people are suffering from mm, other things. Sometimes tarot can go wrong yes. a little bit. Yes. I think uh, obsessive compulsive disorder can be hard with tarot. I think that's right. Um, I think anything where the, the whatever problem you're working with is centered around control, tarot can be a little difficult with that. Yeah. Yes. Is that I, I think ever something that it's not in terms of the addiction. I, I feel like you didn't really mean like necessarily like a bad addiction, just sort of like no, no. But I do. I am. I try to be very conscious of this instinct that you can have yeah. to like. Um, you're going to keep reading until you get the oh, answer you want, or yeah. like. But I've noticed that that never happens. Like as much as I want to force never. it, never. It's crazy. It's like so it will crazy. not. It won't. Yeah. It will not. Yeah, you're like, oh, the five of pentacles is just gonna keep on coming up. Great, great, great. That's (laughs) that that one. Did you get that card a lot? I've yeah, I went through a whole phase. So did I. That one is rough. It's rough. Let me see if I can describe this card. It has two bereft children. I get no. Mm. It's just two bereft people who probably are like experiencing, obviously experiencing like homelessness or like some kind of deep poverty, 
wandering through the snow, and I think one is on crutches, wandering past a beautiful church, and you can see that the light on is on inside. And this card, when you see it, it really can just echo a sort of like terrible bereftness in yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. Like so, like poverty of the soul. It's really hard to see it. It's really hard. Yeah. And and for me, I think the way it comes up is like, there's a light on in the church. Just go inside. Yes. Just ask yeah. for help. Yep. Because I'm very bad at asking for help. Yeah. Um, and I think in many ways it'll be a journey that I'm on forever. So it just yeah. like pops back up. I feel like on days where it's like, no, no, no. Gotta, gotta reach out. Something that someone said to me, my tarot reader said to me, my tarot teacher said to me that like changed my whole vision with that card is that eventually you stop identifying with the orphans or the, the bereft and you start to identify with the church. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Oh, it kind of fucked me up, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's like, you've been the church the whole time. And I was like, oh, oh no. and now it should be like... <laughs> And now it's a gift to see it because it's showing that you are, um, uh-huh. you know, the spiritual haven for the people in your life. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like thumbs down. <laughs> it's really messed up. Yeah, it's um, really messed up. How does that feel to you? Um, wonderful. I mean, I, I to me it was like, whoa, like seeing the, the yang instead of the yin or something like that. Finally yeah. being like, oh my God, like, or actually the optical illusion of just like, Oh, oh, I'm, I don't need to feel as though, um, no, well, I don't know if this was your experience, but also with the five of pentacles, not only like you need to ask for help, but the narrative I was saying is no one can help me, not even myself. Right. I'm not, I can't take care of myself and nor can anyone else. Yes. I am doomed to be like. Yes. Sitting here in the snow and miserable. Miserable forever. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's just some quality about me that can't be nourished ever. It's just unnourishable. Yeah. And You're so, broken. yeah, yeah. That's that's honestly what it is. Just like this this deep brokenness of um, you deserve the coldest of the cold, coldest shoulders, something like that. Really bad. <laughs> but to have that be totally flipped as um, no, you actually have everything you need, and part of that is the you asking for help is actually helping others people yeah. like to be asked for help yes it gives Which all of so us meaning up. and purpose <laughs> and i know it's the worst it's the worst <laughs> finding out that we're all a community sucks it really does. i'd much rather wander alone in the snow <laughs> i don't want to be responsible for nobody have nobody responsible for you no i hate that we're a global community no <laughs> no i hate that we're all in it together what a bullshit it's too much responsibility it's a lot of responsibility it's constant responsibility even for strangers yeah yes i just la- the other maybe it was two nights ago had something so strange happen to me where i was taking a lift i was taking a shared lift mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sitting in the backseat by myself and then a girl comes to get in the car with me and she opens my door accidentally, which is like as embarrassing as when someone like you're taking a shit. And, shit, yeah. like, <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, and she was like, and she must have been a little drunk or high. And she said, can I crawl over you? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> but you can like go in the front or. And so she went around and sat next to me on the other side. And she was very cool. She just sat there quietly for five minutes and I was texting. We were almost to my destination. And then all of a sudden, she lay down in my lap. Oh, my God. She just, she just 
and I said, oh, and I. <laughs> what did you do? I said, are you are you okay? Uh-huh. And it felt so childlike. It felt like or like your friend laying down wow. that I immediately felt a sort of motherly. Yeah, and I was like, course. oh, sh- so she's not doing so great. <laughs> and I just sort of like I patted her nicely, and then I like left my hand on her head, and I kind of like stroked her hair. Wow. And left my hand there until we got to my destination, and then I was like. I gotta go (laughs) and my Lyft driver was like oh and I was like oh she she fell asleep or something and I was like and I said he was like oh I'm so sorry and I was like it's it's fine (laughs) and I thought and you know I was like man I feel really bad for her but um when I left I felt weird guilt where I was like should I have done more or should I have done less should she not have should I have it was weird it's really weird and that made me think about what you're saying of like, what are we obligated to yeah. do? How much space am I supposed to hold for a stranger? And <laughs> and how much space are you supposed to hold for yourself? It's That's really confusing. I, it's really confusing. Yeah. I This is very different, but um, over the weekend I was in San Francisco and I gave this talk on Friday night and afterward, um, like a line of people sort of formed to come and say hi and the first person in line looked me in my eyes. He was this older gentleman, maybe in his 60s or 70s, and he said, I was a friend of your father's. Oh my God. First person in line. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, and and it was this, I've been thinking about it a lot in, in very similar ways because it ended up being both a really beautiful conversation, but also a conversation that was happening with like 30 people yes, behind so. him. And, and I was feeling Timing, a lot of terrible like, timing. Yeah, like it was so lovely of him to share, but then I also felt a little angry around, and I didn't know what my boundaries were supposed to yes. be, both for myself and for him. And then he started crying and on some- Oh my crying. God. <laughs> it was so intense. And, and like, what are you supposed this, to do? Yeah. Or what were you gonna say? Well, I was but just gonna say like when, when like a stranger has her head in your lap. <laughs> which this is, guy did to you too, right. was just like- yeah, whether you want it or not, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. put my head on your lap. And it's both a beautiful moment of connection, but also seen from another angle, it, like really a really intrusive and strange, yes, like a violation on some level, or at the very least, it feels like you don't have a choice. So you're just like, okay, we're connecting, and I'm gonna be vulnerable. I don't know. It's very yeah. I mean, boundaries is really the right word. Like yeah. it's very like it would be different if this woman said, "Can I put my head in your lap?" <laughs> <laughs> What would I probably I would have been like sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would. I mean, too. she was beautiful. <laughs> like that was also <laughs> right, something right, where right, she yeah, was yeah. like, st- you know, this beautiful woman huh. who clearly was like, kind of not fully there. Right. Um, uh, but I can't imagine this guy kind of ask. I don't know how this guy would have asked you for consent to talk about your dad. No, I don't know either. And it was clear, obviously, that he had gone out of his way to be there, right? Like he yes, must have seen the event so. organized, yes. and we're in San Francisco which is very long way from Pittsburgh. Yes. And so he had moved there at some point and he wanted um, to like shoot a shot. I think so. And it was very meaningful for me. Like it's, you know, when people, when I'm reminded that other people in their own ways are grieving my father, it's very comforting to me to remember that I'm not, Oh boy, this is all five ventricle steps, right? It really is. Like yeah. I'm not like alone in my grief and that's really beautiful. And yet sometimes you want to be like, but I want to choose when I grieve. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a sense of there's a little bit of how can it really be connection if someone's forcing their mm-hmm. vulnerability on you? Right. Because then that's actually 
just what you know that's yeah. what it's force it's kind of brutal yes. in an emotion it's a little bit of brutality in an emotional way yes um, yeah that's a good way to put it you can't force someone to connect with you you can like force someone to um like care f- what would be it's like you can force someone to hold space for you which is yes. not chill right yeah you can definitely take up more space than is perhaps comfortable um, or appropriate but how can that really be connection if there was like um a con- i don't know if it's a controlling aspect or it's like it's it's one directional it's like very, we're going to connect now. Yeah. And then you're sort of pressed up against a wall or underneath someone's head. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like you're going to feel something whether you like it or not. Yeah. Right. And then I guess, you know what, though? I've talked about this a little bit. I don't know. We can decide if we're like um, uh, rationalizing strangers Great. being <laughs> inappropriate towards us or not. But like there is a sense of like, well, yes, there's some pain, but we can't, we shouldn't pathologize all pain. Right. Maybe this pain is a part yes. of our human condition. Yeah, yeah. And maybe me lying awake for two nights, like thinking about this girl is uh-huh. okay. I think so. Does that make us more human? Is it good? I mean, I <laughs> I feel like this is the pain and suffering of being human. And what you were saying earlier, right? That we are all fucking connected, yeah. whether we like it or not. And, that, and I mean, this is my control stuff too, that like you can't actually can't control these like extreme moments of tenderness and vulnerability mm. and they're not always convenient. I got goosebumps on my shoulders when you said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that like... Connection isn't convenient? <laughs> oh. <laughs> ruined me. I'm ruined. I'm ruined. That's the end of today's podcast. I know, really. <laughs> I'm really ruined by you saying that. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> And oh I'm going to be gone when we come back. And you're going to be gone when we come back. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to read the tarot of Lauren Morelli. I just snorted. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Deal? We are going to read the tarot of Lauren Morelli. And Lauren asked me how I got started reading tarot. I used to read at parties. Um, I used to use a bicycle deck. Um, and honestly, it was because I didn't like small talk and yeah, I wanted yeah, people yeah. to talk about what they're really talking about. I mean, what they're really thinking Wait, about. that's amazing. And it was, it, it, I didn't understand how st- strange it was kind of. Like I was probably mm-hmm. like 22 or 23 and would be like, would just say whatever was on my mind. Like someone came in once and I was like, do you have like a scratch on your leg? Because I just like visualized it. And he was like, I do have a scratch on my leg. Like stuff like that. And I would be like. Yeah, like not even not even taking into account that it was really weird. Right, just being right. like, I'm just well, gonna, yeah. well, here we are, I guess. <laughs> and him being like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and be like, "What's the big deal?" But um, at that age, we love to be provocative. Exactly. Yeah. In in defense of your 22 year old yes, self. Exactly. Yes. So I didn't. I didn't. I never. And I still don't think I'm psychic or anything like that. It was just oh. sort of like, I don't know exactly what you said. It was like provocative and fun. And then I kind of eventually got to a point where what we were talking about of like oh it's kind of a teeny bit irresponsible to go Mm. really deep with someone and then kind of bounce or like let's get really deep at a party and then i'm never gonna see you again Mm -hmm. i'll just leave you with all i'll just leave you with all this there's a little bit of emotional tourism Mm -hmm. in that regard Mm -hmm. which i think is if you're an intense i'm an intense person and also a light person at the same time Mm -hmm. so 
it took me a while to be like, you know, you're actually like maybe causing some harm by right. skydiving into someone's psyche and then leaving leaving them with the pieces. Hmm. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, because you wouldn't like it if someone did that to you. No, but you know, my version of this is like I am. I I think I'm very similar to a lot of the things you just said. Like I hate small talk. So I would like my version is at a party. Like if someone says something like, "Oh, my day wasn't great," I kind of I dive right in. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, tell me tell more me about everything. that." Like, let's talk about yeah. that. And um, it wasn't until I started dating my wife where she was like, "I think that's rude." I think the way you mm-hmm. ask questions of people <laughs> is like, for me, like I consider that invasive. And I really, up until that point in my life, which was only a few years ago, I was like, oh, I just thought I was being like curious and was mm-hmm. trying to get to a real connection between people. And not everyone wants that. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know. I didn't. I had the same thing happen. Where someone was like, why are you interviewing me? Yeah, And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, you're peppering me with questions and I just want to like talk about the weather. <laughs> And I'm like, but tell me more about your trauma with your mom. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's coming from a good place. We both try, you know. But then you just have to like find the people that want to do. That. I mean, I think that's yeah. my lesson is like I would just rather be around people who kind of want to engage on that level. Yes. I also was like, well, maybe I can learn the art of. Sm- Why don't I talk about myself a little bit then? It's like mm. an, there was like a desire to like, all right, spotlight on someone else. It's like, why don't you flip it? on you right. and you try to talk yes. about your day and in an honest and vulnerable way yes yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't like <laughs> <laughs> which suddenly became like oh this sucks like oh, I see right so I... it's also like a deflection without realizing it right of course we know. or exactly what you're saying like thinking you're being not rude by right. just like trying to but really yeah really <laughs> anyway. you're asking about trauma at a party yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, oh, man, I want to look at your chart so bad, your astrology chart. I could tell but you about it. Do you know what it is? I know tell some me. of it off the top what of my it? head. I mean, I'm my sun's in Cancer. Uh-huh. Uh, my moon and my rising are Leo. Oh, which la is, la. Yeah, which is weird, and I still have a hard time making sense of it. Um, I can see it. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> th- those are the things I know. I, okay. I have a ton of planets in Cancer. Really? Tons and tons So your B-Day. This is your B-Day time. It's my B-Day. When July. is your B-Day? The 22nd. Oh, it passed? No, no, no. July 22nd. Yeah, okay, I'm, okay, I'm okay, a cusp. Okay, yeah, okay yeah. got it, got it, got it. Coming Great. Up. Ooh. Um, mm. Yeah. Hey. Maybe we'll go do an escape room. Ooh, Who knows? La, la. Oh, yeah. That's how Lauren and I know each other. That's so we the do. entire <laughs> basis of our friendship, in fact. <laughs> we do escape we rooms We do escape together. rooms with Brittany Nichols every six months. Yep. <laughs> and we have a we have a perfect record. We've gotten we out of every escape room. Yeah. So which has really been the dream of my entire life, to be perfect at something. Yeah. And right now it's escape rooms. Um, here's going to be a mini escape room that you can't escape from, which is yourself. Reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare. Shuffle these cards. I will. I will shuffle these cards. Um, and as you do, can you talk about anything that you have been thinking about that you'd like guidance about at all? Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, this is a little broad, but I'll just do it. I just had a lot of completion in my life. I just, um, spent two years making a television show and it just came out and um and it's I'm having this weird moment where I'm like oh it's over it's like over like you make a thing and you put it out in the world and then it's just over um and I'm 
I'm wondering a lot about, like, I'm just sort of in this place now mm -hmm. where I'm at the bottom of the mountain instead of mm -hmm. at the top of the mountain. And, um, and I don't really know what's next. And I'm thinking a lot about my creative life in relationship to that and like rediscovering some joy maybe because I'm very privileged to make my career doing something creative, but it also then means that it becomes a job rather than mm -hmm. something that's rooted in like joy and intuition. Mm -hmm. um, and like perf personally, my wife and I are about to move into a new house and there's just like a lot of beginnings coming. Uh -huh. And I... You want to set the foundation for the new beginnings. Yeah, right? yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, thank you for reframing that so articulately. I've been thinking about a lot, like, what's the intention? What's the uh -huh. new, you know, what comes next? Okay, that's great. I'm just going to say a brief prayer over these cards. Okay. We're going to do Celtic Cross. Let's see what we get. We've got Reverse Two of Cups. We've got the Queen of Swords. Okay, okay. Ooh, la la. Ooh, la la. Future position. I love that. Me too. Let's do the staff. Hmm. Mm, okay. Interesting. I love this. Do you read reversals for yourself? I do not. <clears throat> you don't? No, but hmm. I love listening to you read reversals. Okay. Um, so many reversals. There are a lot of reversals. Uh, actually, eh, it's a fair amount. They're all in positions of, they're, they're all kind of neat. Um, <clears throat> at the heart of the matter, this is interesting to see actually. So here's the Two of Cups reverse. That's interesting. So when the Two of Cups is upright, it's about connection. It's about union with any two entities. So it can be, um, your wife, it can be your family, it can be your friends, it can be your projects, it can be really anything. <clears throat> when it's reversed, um, there is a bit of some denial there mm. in terms of connection. Mm. I'm really curious what this, I, I, I'm not immediately intuiting this, this cross with the Queen of Swords. The Queen of Swords is um, the ultimate truth teller. She is, um, <clears throat> she she's an interesting character because she's been through a lot. There's been a lot of uh, sorrow in her life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of she truly probably can understand grief more than anyone else. Really, <clears throat> this probably also represents you as a writer because swords is always about writing and about um, expressing your voice and um, telling, framing worlds through words. She's interesting because she kind of has this frown as she faces the future, but she has her palm fully open mm -hmm. to it coming. So there's a bent, there's a sense of like not necessarily. Um, facing everything with a smile per se but um, she's skeptical but she's also very open at the same mm. time which is kind of the byproduct of um, transforming her sorrow into wisdom <clears throat> so there's a sense of um, uh, looking towards the future in that light and it's to me it's really odd because I can see how her sword might sort of slice it between these cups that these two people are mm. holding necessarily so there's a sense of like, I don't know if this is going to be accurate or not, but I can all, I almost read this like, how can I, how can I make sure my mind doesn't sever any connections that I already have? If that mm. makes sense, how does my mind not um, dissuade me from connecting necessarily? Mm. Um, 
But I'm curious about this as reversed. I'm actually going to pull a card to see if it's what it's referring to. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So I pulled two cards to clarify the two of cups reversed. I pulled the reversed hierophant, which is all about like doing things in a way that has never been done before, basically. Mm -hmm. And the ten of pentacles indicates um, the end of material cycles. So it's like moving, basically what you are talking about, moving on from these projects that have been around for a really long time and have created a lot of material abundance in your life, mm. but at this point maybe are like really almost like conservatively rooted because mm -hmm. they've like become these foundational things essentially. So um, it might be sort of like this feeling as though maybe these connections have ended hmm. is what that feels like to me a little bit. And um, now I'm going to use my mind to sort of see what's next. Yeah. So there's a sadness almost with uh -huh. the two of cups reversed of like, there's no longer the energy here to connect with these things that have been a part of my life for a really long time. That That's how sense. I would view that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll come back and see it differently. Ace of Wands reversed, kind of doubling down on this. The um, this this creative seed has fully blossomed and appeared in your life in the way that it needed to appear, and now it's you know you've really moved past it into this new part of your life, essentially. Eight of Wands in the conscious position. Uh, so the conscious position is what you already know and what you're discussing with your friends and everything like that. It's funny that there's this energy of like you wanting to move forward quickly and get it all taken care of. Like, oh yeah, this makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah. This is like, but what's next? I'm gonna do the I thing. I'm gonna put the projects in. When really, I just need to like sit the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's showing you in the. It's showing you this in the reversed. Um, eight of, in the in the deeper root position, the reversed eight of pentacles, and this comes up a lot. I've noticed with creative types mm. um, as being in their root position is when this card is upright. It's this man that's working on his. He has got his six pentacles already finished. He's working on the seventh, and the eighth is close behind. But what I always um, see with this card is that there's a path still leading back the, to his community. Mm. So he has found work that matters to him and supports his own that um, creates a nice feedback loop with him and the people that he cares about, essentially. And when it's reversed, it's overworking to the point where you don't even see how that relates to to where you've, to where you've come from or where you want to go or even the people that you care about. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the disconnect between go consciously being like, let's go, 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 but then also being like, well, I don't just want to do things to do them. Like, I want my life to have meaning. You know? Yes. And so obviously then it's time to embrace the hermit. The sweet hermit. You the don't hermit like is one, the hermit. One of my favorite cards. <gasps> oh, really? Love the hermit. feel Aww. like it's an excuse to like uh, not go out and make small talk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's true. But something with the hermit, I don't know if this has come up with you in the hermit before. It sometimes asks you to be a teacher. Oh, that hasn't come up. Yes. Oh, I didn't Either know that. to teach or be taught. Oh, interesting. So um, the hermit is like annoyingly sort of like Luke Skywalker on the mountain, you know, uh -huh. and then like someone kind of, or, or actually just that trope in general where you have to like climb the mountain to find the person who lives in the mountain and you learn from he says no at first and you have to try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, yes, there is a deep, there's a deep need now. And it's, you know, the hermit is a major arcana and the only one we're seeing in the spread aside from reversed hierophant. Right. Um, so this is going to dominate your life. So it's going to be a period of really trusting your inner knowing in a way that perhaps mm -hmm. you never have in your whole life. Um, and also maybe seeking out, <clears throat> truly seeking um, your teacher 
or seeing yourself as a teacher mm. and trying, you know, it could be both. Yeah, yeah. But it is a very, in many ways, this, you know, reverse tooth cups, I f it makes me feel sad. Like there is there is that sense of like um, feeling like you can't connect at this time or something like that. Mm. But the hermit is showing you what these new connections are going to look like. I see. Which are going to be remarkably... Um, spiritually profound and solitary in their way. Like mm -hmm. I see it as a very peaceful, mm -hmm. you know, quiet and personal connection. Exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying. No small talk mm -hmm. whatsoever. So I love that. Yeah, me too. Um, reverse six of cups, a little bit nostalgic. This is very cancer. <laughs> six, of <cu> six of cups when it's upright is true love and like pure sweetness and like no agenda. It's like one of my absolute favorite cards. It's like mm. totally naive, sweetness, like never been hurt before in your whole life. Mm. And when it's reversed, a lot of times it's nostalgia looking back in the past, mm. feeling cancer <laughs> you know like remember five years ago <laughs> which is totally fine like whatever I look it's very the red same right now <laughs> it's the same color as your oh, outfit yeah. it's so sweet that sort of yellow yellow represents personal power too so that's a lot mm. that's a lot of what's happening page of cups in your environment everyone is being very sweet. Page of Cups is the perfect companion to the Six of Cups. Mm. Page of Cups in your environment means that pretty much everyone in your life has no agenda towards you whatsoever. They're mm. very, there's a lot of kindness, a lot of love, a lot of like sort of sweetness and desire to be creative with you or to lo love with you and to um, sort of experience the joys of mm. youth, the youthful freedom to connect actually mm -hmm. so it's mm. a very like receptive card he's mm. staring at his little fishy I love his little um which represents his imagination and how they're totally in tune with each other mm. so reversed seven of pentacles in the hopes and fears position so interesting so there this to me is like a fear that some of this hermitage will involve over not just emotional nostalgia but like um, clinging to the past mm -hmm. in some ways, mm. in material ways, mm. past projects, feeling as though these past projects have to define whatever you do moving forward. Right. I don't think that is true, mm. but I think that is a part of like being a little bit in the material world, um, thinking that mm, it has to be some kind of clear linear path from this to that to that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 totally. Instead of truly, truly listening to whatever it is that you want to do next, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. Reversed um, four of cups in the overall outcome. So this to me is um, usually when this is upright, there's a little bit of like obsessiveness. Again, it's like kind of similar to the six of cups reversed and kind of the two cups reversed too of like focused on the past, like mm. the self-absorption of the obsession of spiraling into what has happened before. Um, all the while ignoring that there's like this little cloud that's coming along to hand you like a cup of mm -hmm. love, true love. And when it's reversed, it's um, kind of coming out of that, remembering what it is that you care about and what it is that you love and mm -hmm. not missing the miracle anymore. That's a lot of what I've been taught with this card is that um, 
you simply have to look up. It is similar to the Five of Pentacles in that yeah, way of yeah, like, yeah. just go in the church. Yeah. And in this one is sort of like, just the kind of, literally the page, I mean, it's kind of the page of cups. He's holding out his cup, right? It's like right. same as the cloud. Right. So, um, wow. And look how similar these are. Oh, the page of cups yeah. and the hermit are very similar in that the hermit's like holding the lantern of kind of like truth out. Mm -hmm. The There's a um, star in there, mm. like a six-pointed star in yeah. there. And the page of cups is also holding out um his cup with a little fish and the mm -hmm. clouds. So there's a lot of like giving and receiving um, inspiration, yeah. I think, at this point. Yeah. So that's what the, I think that's what that's going to look like for you. Um, does that resonate? It oh, no, <laughs> yeah, <doesn't>. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really beautiful and really like, um, I think pulls into focus everything that I've kind of been wandering through and I mean this hmm. boy <laughs> but, yeah the, Lawrence points to the seven of pentacles. pentacles and especially in the fear I think for me I see that I'm like oh right the fear that the best is behind me that uh -huh. everything I made yeah. mm -hmm. is behind me and not ahead of me mm -hmm. um, and it's really really tempting to like cover up that fear and ignore that fear by like becoming the eight of wands <gasps> And just running toward the next thing and being like, let's just, you know, let's put like a thousand things on the plate. And instead of just being really comfortable in like sitting in the stillness mm -hmm. and yeah. Even if only for three months. Totally. Which is like no time at all. No, no yeah. time at all. But can be so much time. Right. If you can, if you are really embracing the hermit, oh my God, it'll mm -hmm. stretch. It'll be so sweet and, and so profound. Yeah. And feel like a like a journey you know? right a day will feel like a journey right yeah and like also what an amazing gift to have mm -hmm. in my life is also with this you know it just turns around it's the it's that fucking window in the five of pentacles it's yeah. like suddenly your framing switches and you're like oh this is actually really lovely and sweet instead mm -hmm. of scary and dark and like being rooted in failure and fear oh yeah no also fit I don't know. Failure and fear are such a big part of whatever is going to happen moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. <laughs> right, of but, course. Right. Yeah, you know. It never goes away. It never goes away. It's just yeah. the side. It's just the, the, the price of admission to success, which is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And maybe not even to, well, I don't know how you're defining success, but I mm. think to like a any creative life yeah right yes. even one that's not rooted in like this silly town or right some right. sort of like outward material success yes yes just like being able to live to be aware of your instincts is like yes to also be aware of your fear and failure <laughs> Ooh. wait can we quickly return to something you said <laughs> earlier which is you don't consider yourself psychic yeah yes. what do you consider yourself what would you call yourself um, I guess if I had to frame it, I would say intuitive mm -hmm. or very visual. Like I think. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, I think it's like any creative person where you're just sitting there. Like I'm sure you experience this all the time. You're just sitting there and like something comes into your head. Yeah. And you're like, rah, 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 and you just like right. say whatever that is out loud. Right. I'm pretty sure everyone has these qualities. I think so, so. too. But I think. Like, this is something I think about for myself, so I'm perhaps projecting it onto you. But but listening to it is, oh. like, a whole other. Mm. And it seems like you're very good at listening 
to it. Yes. It's so loud. Right. I have no choice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of desire to really... Psychic, I guess, is as maligned as a word as like feminist used to be, totally. which is fascinating. Yes. Like maybe that's going to change. But I think there's some kind of like... I think there must be some kind of... Um, if I say I'm a psychic, that sounds like I'm saying I know what's going to happen. And that's like not true. Not really true. I do think it's possible to really get quiet and th and using a combination of intuition and just like logic, make really really good guesses about what might happen right. because um, life is not that hard to understand <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like actions have consequences uh -huh. there there's are an, cycles there are cycles uh -huh. there's this aggregate of experience that's all moving in the same direction and to go off of that aggregate is a really I view the aggregate as like this very warm thing that just is unfolding mm. all the time mm. and it's really obvious and everyone's like pretty aware of it right. even if they don't aren't like consciously aware of it and to veer off of that aggregate is like very cold, blue and cold. It's like very, I think there's been a several moments in my life where I've like purposely kind of quote gone against the aggregate of what huh. you think might happen. Uh -huh. And it's felt ice cold. Like I can feel it as this like, wow, that's not what we thought was going to happen. Whatever, uh -huh. you know what I mean? I don't know if you ever made a decision like that where it's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what. I normally do here or like something like that oh yeah oh yeah absolutely I did that yeah. for a long long time <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. it was the aggregate that <laughs> right maybe um yeah I think I what's interesting is I I think for me I'm maybe only aware of it in retrospect um. I don't know that I was aware of it and maybe now I would be maybe right there was like this turning point in my life where I think I started to be more aware of the aggregate and of my intuition and now might maybe in the moment I would feel like oh I can feel this and it's different yeah but I wasn't for a long time yeah because we just I go to see this intuitive who I love and he talks about this a lot that like when I, I at the end of one of my readings I was like how did you when did you know how did you figure out that you had this gift and he was like oh we all have it it's just that everybody ignores it all the time yes yes yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. But I will say, as someone who's really interested in opening myself to that, it's not easy for everybody. No, and not. it does, well, tell me if I'm misspeaking, but it does sound like it's relatively organic to you. Um, I think it's easier when you are a musician, to be honest. Really? If you can, if you have any musical aptitude whatsoever, you whatever you're singing or you're playing guitar and people are like oh I love you know what I mean there's yeah. without realizing it music is like kind of a otherworldly thing that everyone enjoys and doesn't need explained to them mm -hmm. whereas with magic it's like how'd you do that trick right but if I sing a song no one's like how are you doing that right it's just like how lovely or whatever yeah, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. or if a classical piano plays no one's gonna be like how right. in the world did you do that? It's <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about? Like, right, just right, right. enjoy yourself? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> yes. So I think for some, mus I think for musicians, it can be like, well, I'm already like, mm, there's already this. Into... Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's. And it's already been positively. Um, received? Yes. Or like enabled. <laughs> right. <laughs> like someone's already enabling you to channel stuff. Uh-huh. So I think that's part of it. I think that's partially 
That's fascinating. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, So emotionally rooted. Yes, yes. Right. So if there's been anything in your life where your emotions haven't been totally um, crushed or repressed away, if there's been any outlet for your emotions, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a little easier to then like embrace listening to whatever your emotions are saying. Right. Yeah. But it's not easy at all. Like it's definitely, I, I think for most of my life, I didn't at all embrace anything that was mm. um, non-rational because it just obviously has a lot of, what's the word, like negative um, associations. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, however, uh, my car kept getting driven into or I would have... <laughs> uh-huh. would suddenly be looking at Justin Timberlake for no reason or like you know like stuff <laughs> yeah. would be happening and yes. be like this is crazy and everyone's like do you realize that crazy stuff happens to you all, all the, time? the time and I think that happens when people are trying to deny a oh, flow yet are attracting and, it at the same time and then the universe is like excuse me excuse Wake me up. excuse me do I literally have to crash your car again <laughs> <laughs> do I have to offer you the most obvious metaphor that I possibly could right. yeah I don't know how much I necessarily believe that. However, I can't deny the fact that I've been in like literally 20 car accidents that I haven't been the driver. I can't, that happened. Yeah, oh, I totally believe that. A friend, I'm just realizing this now, a friend of mine said this to me recently. He was like, there are people that things happen to and there are people that things don't happen to. And he was like, you're a person that things happen to. <laughs> and at the time, I was just sort of like, oh, great. That like, you know, it feeds into whatever Absolutely. narrative I yeah, have yeah. for myself. Yeah. Of, you know. Uh, but now I'm like, oh, is this like a different way to understand that? That if you're a person that things happen to, there's just more activity around for whatever reason? It's, it's hard to... F- I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> you um, mean you don't have the answer to that question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you do if things just keep happening? You pay attention. You pay attention. What else are you going to do? Yeah. You pay attention. And I try to get really curious. That's all I can do. I mean, you answered that question really well. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in therapy for a long time, Aww. so that might also be that. <laughs> I could be magic or I could be in therapy. Who knows? I, it's both. <laughs> I will say, if you're listening to this and stuff is happening to you all the time, you can, you can um, purposely mm. state that you deserve as much randomness as everybody else. I did that at one point where I was like, I'm sick of this. Really? And I did a sort of ritual where I was like, no, like, uh huh, uh huh. No, I'm not car accident girl. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I reject, reject this. this. And it worked. Uh, so far, That's <laughs> I'll amazing. say yes. Yeah. Well, just say I, yes. actually, yes, it did because I still feel like if I'm sure I'll. Maybe you know it's uh, of, that's I guess that's the whole point where yes it's possible to get another car accident. Of again, course. But it's not like, oh, okay, because I get in car accidents. It's just like you know, I'm right. gonna be as open to. Uh, randomness as everybody else. It's unfair. This is unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is too much. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and also a reminder that w- this intuitive that I just saw, uh, he was like, he was like listening 
to some spirits and then he started laughing and he was like, I'm so sorry. It's just that they're being very direct right now. And um, the, these are their words, not mine, but they just keep saying, you need to get over it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but oh, in many no, ways. No, yeah. no, I pointed to the <laughs> reverse six of coach. <laughs> but then I, I, I received that in sort of the way you're saying with, with doing a ritual around it, which is like, oh, I could make a choice. Yeah, I could make a different choice that I have this narrative of like all the trauma that's happened and I'm just the person that terrible things mm-hmm. happen to and I can decide that that's behind me Yep, and how powerful that is to just like draw a different energy in yeah and it's kind Ooh. of scary too because if you're like alright this is behind me sometimes then stuff comes up that's like is it yeah you remember you made this decision that was behind you here's yes. like some, some here's evidence an example uh-huh. yeah like uh-huh. here's how to Show me. Show me that it is. Right. Right. Exactly. As you were just saying, like, if you were to get in another car accident, accepting that is just like a part of life instead of, oh, no, 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 it's happening again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which now makes me realize that anything can happen to you. You have to change your response to it. And that's how you're going to, like, live a life that's not. Yeah, move forward. Yes. Yikes. Let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) We went so we went so Uh, dark and deep so fast. For a fairly cheery fair, spread. Fair, fairly cheery spread. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh my God, Lauren. This is so What lovely. a delight. Oh my God, the best. I hope I'll get you to read for me. Oh my God, never. I mean, True, literally what? never. <laughs> wow. Listening to you read for Aaron was amazing, number one. And number two. A nightmare. No, no, it was so, it was so great because, uh, well first, but I was like, oh, I will never read for anybody ever. Because oh God. It, it's just such a personal responsibility. I have. I want to ask. I want to come back on and ask you about the burden of that. Um, but but you because it was so clear and you did such a beautiful job. And I just want to be like, no, 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 you got this. You're doing it. You're <laughs> totally doing it. Even though it was scary. Yeah. I think you have to be open to making a mistake in your reading and knowing that the person can handle that. It's okay if you say the wrong thing to Oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't make mistakes. Oh, so. got it. Oh, interesting. That's so fascinating. Wow, the first person in the world. Yeah. No, I, I can't just, believe that's I'm my sitting burden with the to first carry. person um, who's never made an error. I'm just going to sit at home divine. inside the safe. She is divine. Confines of my home, so I don't <laughs> make mistakes. All we'll right. talk about that off air. Well... <laughs> What a pleasure. What a pleasure. This do you really want people was... to like find, you want to plug anything? Or oh, want people sure. To I find mean, you, anywhere? you know, if you want to see f- pictures of me and my wife and my dog, you could follow me on Instagram. That's Lo Morelli. And that's L-O. also, L-O, yeah. Okay. And that's also Twitter, actually. Lo Morelli on all the platforms. Isn't that Finder. exciting? You could watch Tales of the City, which watch is on Tales Netflix right now. And someday Lauren will be reading for you all. Ooh, whoops <laughs> we just put that into the universe yeah i need a drink <laughs> all right we'll go get one okay <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time bye, bye.